Good day, everyone, and welcome back to the Body Struggle Podcast. Today, we have a phenomenal guest. He's a number one ruthless business coach. He's a seasoned coach, and he's one of the top coaches in Nigeria to meet for your business. Today, we have the phenomenal Steve Harris in the house. So, I'm going to introduce yourself right now. Thanks for having me, bro. Totally glad to be here. Super stoked. Thank you very, very much. Wait, you're doing some really amazing. I wish I was your age. Uh, I could go back and do it over again, but uh, I think you've got a great start ahead of you, so well done. So, my first question is, how did it all start? So, you know many people say, they say behind every glory there's a story. So, how did it all start for you? And what's the story for you? Um, it's a pretty long one, so time may go permit for that. Uh, but the, the, the very short answer, is I had, um, I've always been interested in inspiration, motivation. Um, I've always been interested in, you know, just literally learning how to, you know, to improve myself. Uh, so long story short, uh, this is really where the rubber met the road. So I went to church on a Wednesday. Um, I dropped out of school twice. Um, and please, anyone who's listening to this podcast, don't be a fool, stay in school. Right. Um, I dropped out of school twice and had a lot of issues and went to church because I was frustrated. And I met um, Nigeria's, I didn't know him at the time, Nigeria's leading motivational speaker and business coach, Philadelphia. And um, meeting him was such a huge wake up call because, you know, he was speaking for the first time um, because of my circumstance and my situation. I, I found hope in my heart. And I became like a junkie looking for a fix because everywhere that I was going to speak, I would find myself there um, because something he said ignited me. Something he said made me better. Something he said caused me to want more. I figured out that you know where I was at the time down in the dumps um, wasn't really where I belonged. So that was a really huge wake up call. And from that moment, um, I kind of felt like this is what I want to do with my life. Um, and I got an opportunity to work with him. Well, first of volunteer with him. And um, after volunteering for about five or six months, that literally became a, um, what's the word? It literally became a paid gig, so to speak. And I worked with him for about five or six years. Uh, he's been my leading mentor and coach for the last, dear God, how many years now? For the last, how old am I? 41. <laughs> Um, for the last 16 years, yes. Wow, for the last 16 wow. Years. Wow. wow, man. That, that's, that's amazing. So, you know, you talked about those challenges that teenagers and adults face. Right now, many teenagers, they don't know where to begin. They don't even know how to find their passion. So, what's just one advice you give to those teenagers to start doing today to find their passion? Well, I mean, first off, you got to realize that Fish don't take swimming lessons. Birds don't go to flight school. So there's something inside of you that God put inside of you that is natural to you. Um, for you, Emmanuel, it could be the fact that you love to communicate. And I can see your friend also here. So shout out to you, man. Um, and both of you are young and you're inspired to do what you're doing and help people. Um, that is something that came to you naturally. You didn't go to school for it. You didn't get educated for it. Yes, you can hone your skills and hone your gifts to become better, 
Um, but my point is fish don't take swimming lessons, birds don't go to flight school. Um, but once you've discovered what it is, you know, you, you hear stories. If you check on YouTube, you'll see videos of Tiger Woods at the age of three, you know, putting a hole in one on the television shows. And 40, 45 years later, Tiger Woods is who you know him for. By the time he was 19, he was world number one professional golf player. Right. By the time he was 18, he was world number one amateur. And he, at that time, he had been playing golf for 15 years from the age of three. You know, you see guys like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, from the age of five or even before five, had been singing. And his parents recognized that he had a gift. And Michael Jackson, you know, five years old till the point where he died at 50, 40, 45 years of just being the best in the world. You know, you see guys like my favorite footballer, Cristiano Ronaldo, right, playing football from the age of maybe five, four, or three. And Ronaldo is like 35 or 36 or something. And he's been doing this for 30 years. My point is, um, fish don't take swimming lessons. Yeah. Birds like don't that. go to flight school. There's something that you are naturally wired for. Um, and your job is to find it um, and make it work. Oh, that's amazing. My boy Tosh Tech, he has a question for you. The team can you ask a question. I was lost. How do they discover what they have inside of them? Okay, that's an amazing question. Right. Um, well, you know, how you discover is, you know, what's inside of you is to first look for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you look by asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. You know, you look for it and asking, so what do I have? What am I good at? What comes to me naturally? What do I do that when I do it, everyone is like, oh my God, how, how did you do that? You're just such a natural. You know what I mean? What is it that, you know, you can, you can time flies when you're doing what? You know what I mean? Uh, I remember back in the day, you know, when I was much younger, um, I used to like to talk a lot, you know what I mean? And my parents didn't understand, you know, you, you guys are younger now, so, you know, you have the benefit of having parents who have learned um, how to raise kids. So back in the day, you know, I'm 41, so this is when I was like, I don't know, your age, and I'll be talking, and my parents were like, come on, man, you talk too much, what's wrong with you? Keep quiet. Will you keep quiet? Can't you just shut up, you know? Um, but now, I mean... My parents see me do it. My mom was actually around. She came to visit me. So um, my parents are like, you know, sometimes like, so wait, wait a second. So what do you really do for a living? You know, what do you do? And I'm like, I talk, you know, <laughs> and I get paid for that. And they've seen how talking has paid the bills and talking has given me a life. Talking has, talking has helped people. Um, so, the, so the short answer to your question, my friend, uh, Tim, I think it is is, you know, look, ask the right questions. You know, time flies when you're doing what? Say, make a note of it. What comes to you naturally? Make a note of it. What is it that when you do it, people celebrate you? You know, make a note of it. What is it that when you do it, people are like, oh my God, for Emmanuel and Tim, you guys probably speak effortlessly. You can speak to your students. You can speak in front of the class. And other people are like, oh my God, I I would literally just die if I stand in front of the class. But that's what you guys do effortlessly. So... That's what you need to do. So my next question, this is the last question for the motivation part. And that question is, what is your definition of success? Um, great question. For me, success is helping as many other people succeed. That's what it is. It's helping as many other people succeed. It's not about the money I make. It's not about the awards. I've got a ton of awards in my, in, you know, in my book, my show. 
what's behind me, but it's not about that. It's about how many people can you help succeed. Think about motivation. Think about coaching, like um, like football. I don't know if you guys like football. We do soccer. Okay, soccer. Yes. Okay, cool. So I like soccer. I like football, and uh, the job of a coach is to help his team win. You know what I mean? So, for example, there is a coach for every 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 place on the table. So, for example, if you want to get out of rele- relegation, there's a coach that can get you into the Premiership. If you want to stay in relegation, there's a coach for that. If you want to stay in the top, the bottom ten, there's a coach for that. If you want to, if you want to, you know, be in the top six, there's a coach. If you want to be top four, there's a coach for that. If you want to be number one, there's a coach for that. So the point is, um, teams hire coaches to help them win, right? So if I can't help people win, then what kind of coach? Am I? You know what I mean? If you if you have a coach who's never won a game in right none of his players has ever succeeded then you know you've got a crappy coach so for me success is helping as many people as possible succeed that's amazing now let's move to the next aspect of this podcast interview now this next question is about many what are some four just four entrepreneurship entrepreneurship skills that could hand up to me and my friend right here just four main ones four main ones uh, number one find the problem Right, find the problem. So people have problems. The, the job of entrepreneurship is solving problems, right? So find a problem that you want to solve. Number two. Number two, find the people that have the problem. All right. So number one, find the problem. Number two, find the people that have the problem. Number three, give more value than you are paid for. Right. So you've always got to be underpaid. Give more value then you are paid for. And number four, build a brand. Okay, build a brand. So number one, find the problem. Number two, find the people who have the problem. Number three, give more value than you're paid for. Therefore, it always makes you underpaid. And and lastly, build a brand. And your brand is an expression of trust. Your brand is the emotion people have when your name is mentioned. You know what I mean? That's important, so that's what it is. So, on the Head Start Summit, you talked about having a 1%, I mean 100% necessity, 9% is, a, is, a, is an accessory, and the 1%, could you exactly explain that for many people who want to start the business, so that they could sell themselves out, like, very soon now, um, I'm, me and my, my, my boy were, were starting a business now, and the question is, could we be using those kind of, like, words that having this to make sure it's a necessity, so what's, how... You can someone inculcate that when you are pitching your business idea to someone? That was the question. Did you get my awesome. question? I didn't know you guys. I got it. I got it. I didn't know you guys watched the Head, Head Start Summit, so thank you for doing that. You stayed up. Well, it was early your time. It was late our time. So, but thanks for watching. Um, what I was saying is, marketing to different demographics require. Um, different strategies so if you're marketing to the 90% they don't care what you're selling whatever you're selling is a commodity they don't care what you're selling it's a commodity you know so they're not going to care whether it's you know if it's cereal it's cereal they don't care if it's cocoa puffs meal picks you know rice krispies nothing they just care it's cereal it was Gary that's it you know so you're selling a commodity Um, if you're selling to the 10% you've got to sell as a necessity You've got to sell them on the fact that, listen, this is important. You must have it. 
because the options are just worse, right? If you're selling to the one percent, you're selling an accessory, right? So you're showing them how what you're selling builds their brand, builds their status, adds, accessorizes who they are. And if you're selling to the one percent of the one percent, you are selling exclusivity. So let me break it down. So imagine. So let's say for the commodity. Um, let's use transportation. So you want to get from point A to point B. You know, you might decide you're going to use an Uber, right? Depending on where you are in the world, if you're in Nigeria, you're thinking of a cab, you're thinking of a bike, you're thinking of different things. It's just transportation. You just need to get to where you're going. You don't care how you get there. You just want to get there. So whatever. So you may decide, you know what? I'm just going to take a bike. I'm going to get into a KK. I'm going to take a bus at necessity, uh, which we call it um, commodity, right? If you're selling to the 10%, you're now saying to them, listen, guys, it's, it's not just about where you go. It's about how you get there, right? So you know what? Why don't you get an Uber? And besides, the beautiful thing about an Uber is you don't have to drive. So you, you, so you can pull up in the cut, pull up in the whip like you got to drive. No one knows it's an Uber. They just say, oh, I came with my ride. And your driver, you know, you know, parks you, you get out and you, 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 can, you, you come out big. So you're coming out. Um, you, you've sold, they've sold you as a necessity. Right, so it's necessary, not just when it's not. It's necessary, not just um, the way you, not just where you go. It's how you arrive. Okay, then if you're selling to, or even still with the ten percent, you can say, you know what, you need you need to get a car. You need to move from point A to point B. So get a car. So get a Toyota. Right, get a Toyota. Get to the one percent. Right now, you need to sell them an accessory. Right, so maybe you're now saying to them, "Oh, you gotta get this BMW X6 or the Range Rover, the Lexus, this, that, and the other." So you're accessorizing who you are. So because you're, um, so yeah, so to the to the to the ninety percent, you're you're arriving in a vehicle, whatever. To the ten percent, you're coming in an Uber. Um, to the one percent, you're now coming with you know your Range Rover or whatever car it is because it's how it's who how you arrive. You can you can you can drive into a. a uh, a, a building, or you know, walk, you know, drive into some place for meeting, and the security guards will open the, the, the gate for you because of the car you came in. Um, but now, if you're buying, let's say you're now at the one percent of the one percent, those guys are now going to buy Ferraris, custom made, twenty, you know, two hundred and fifty, um, what you might call them, um, um, two hundred and fifty. They only made two hundred and fifty in the world. Right, signature limited editions and blah blah blah. So the point is, the guy who is at commodity is not going to buy exclusivity, and the guy who's at exclusivity is not going to buy the commodity. So you've got to be careful. You've got to be sure who you're speaking to. The one percent of the one percent are not just buying a car for car's sake. They're buying the car because other people don't have it. You know what I mean? So that's exactly how you got to think. Wow, wow, wow! That's amazing. So now, this before we go to the last aspect, which is the business aspect, apart from um, apart from Trilogy inspiring you, were there some books that you could advise to people to pick up or read, or some other people apart from Trilogy that actually kicked up and lit and lit up the fire in you? Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a product of quite, I'm a product of quite a number of people who've been very gracious. Uh, to mentor me, Fela Dorotoy, of course, is number one on that list. My parents, of course, are on that list. Um, my pastor, Paul Andefarens, is on that list. Bishop Biggs is on that list. Um, there are other great motivational speakers who, in Nigeria, who inspired me greatly. Um, guys like Larry Olushala, guys like Kome Shorio, guys like uh, 
Adesoya. These were the guys who pioneered the industry in Nigeria. And all those guys inspired me. I have a great relationship with all of them. Um, books that I've read that got me to where I am. You know, books are like maps to your destination. So for everybody, everyone's destination is different. You know what I mean? Um, but helping me get to where I am as a thought leader, as a business coach, uh, some of the books that have truly helped me get here. So what, what helps me get here may not help somebody else get to where they're going because they're going to a different destination. Right, so some of the books that have helped me is The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Um, apart from the Bible, I think that is the most significant book I've ever read, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Um, the second book that I think is very instrumental to me is um, Dr. Miles Munro's uh, The Purpose and Power of a Man. That really helped. Um, any book by John Maxwell on leadership has been great. Um, then The Millionaire Messenger by Brendan Burchard has been incredible. Um, Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson has been really good. Um, Launched by Jeff Walker has been fantastic. So those are the books that have, you know, have helped me get to where I am. But my destination is different from someone else. That's amazing. Now, the question I have for you is, what do you feel is, like, your secret or your clue to success um well i won't say i've succeeded man i'm still on my way (laughs) so i'm still far from where i want to be so but what i think has helped me graciously beyond the grace of god which is important uh but one of the things that has really helped me is i think i really care about care about i care about the customer um so i truly truly care so for me coaching is not to be transactional uh, I, I like to think about it. It's like I've coached so many people, many of the many of the new thought leaders that you know, many of you guys know, John Obidi, Stephanie Obis, Trisha. Some many of these guys are people I've coached myself um, before they became who they are. And you know, for me to see someone like John and John is doing amazing, I feel like a very proud father. You know what I mean? So John is like my first, my first son, so to speak, and he's doing amazing. Um, and for me, I think it's caring about their success. So even beyond the transaction where they paid me to, to coach and mentor them, um, I've been so much interested in what they're doing, and I'm always offering them tips, always checking up on them, always loving up on them, and always sharing my secrets with them. Uh, because you don't build an industry by being the only person there. You build an industry by helping as many other people get there as possible. So I think you've got to outcare your competitors. And I think that's my, so to speak, secret weapon. I care really deeply about the people that I serve. Mm. Service to others is what differentiates you from the others. That's true. Absolutely. I, I think you agree with that. I think you agree with that. Now, how do you, for example, someone is going into a sector that is becoming saturated, and especially saturated with people that are fake, more or less. How do you stand out and how do you dominate that kind of sector I lost the last part you said domino, um, saturated with people that are what saturated with people that don't really know what they're doing and people that know what they're doing how do you dominate that kind of sector well I mean in every industry there are people who don't know what they're doing <laughs> they're quacks 
you know, the fact that they're quacks means that there's ori- they're originals. The, f- the fact that they're copies means that they're originals. The fact that they're fakes means that there's originals. Um, so I don't think you should give too much focus on the people who are quacks. I think you should just be authentic. I think at the end of the day, if you help many people get results, people will do advertise. They will advertise for you by themselves. Um, I don't need to brag about how amazing Steve Harris is. Um, all Steve Harris needs to do is, you know, have people who talk about him. You know, so when when John or Stephanie or some of the other amazing people, and not just even limited to thought leaders, when they talk about what Steve Harris did for them. Um, that and people believe them because it's true. Um, everyone knows that oh, this is the guy who helped us get to where we are. Um, so I think the real thing about it is you don't don't worry about the fakes. Just focus on being as authentic. Focus on being as original. Focus on helping because this this is it may be a business, but it's it's a calling. You know, we're called to help people. We're called to shine the light on people in darkness. We're called to help people get to where they're going. We're called to be the signposts to help them get to where they are. You know, we're like the GPS for point where leading them and say, "Turn right, turn left. This is where you're going." You know, um, so yeah, so that's just what it is. I don't think you should worry too much about those who are fake. Be authentic. Help as many people get results, and by themselves, they'll tell um, tell people how amazing you are. Wow, wow, wow. that's amazing. That's, that's the yeah. best form of advertising to me. Okay. That's true. That's true. That's true. Now the next question is about many people say they want to speak to a large amount of crowd they want to sell a product to a large amount of crowd how do you think that specify your targeted audience and look for them and advertise yourself to them well i don't think it's about the crowds i think it's just about the message and whatever platform you can use to get your message out there is important uh, right now we're recording and then we have a you put this on your podcast you can take this interview put it on youtube um, it, you, you know, like like Gary V says, everyone starts with zero followers, and that's true. Yeah, everyone starts zero followers. Everyone starts with zero crowd. Um, I remember back in the day, I, I, I'd speak, I'd speak to three people, I'd speak to five people. Just li- just hear me, so I would speak to you. You know what I mean? And now I can speak to massive capacity crowds and stadiums. And... Wow, wow! It always starts with. It's not about the crowds. It's not about the numbers. It's just about helping people. So um, I think I think the real answer is um, don't worry about the crowds. Just you know help people. If you help people, they'll give you a platform to help more. If you help one person, that person will say, "Listen, I've got you know I've got ten people in my WhatsApp group. Can you come and share?" And then you go there, and those ten people, one person may say, "Oh, can you come and speak to my church? We have a hundred people. Can you speak to a hundred people?" And then you speak in that church of a hundred people, and then a pastor who has a thousand people says, "Hey, come and speak to my church. We got a thousand people. You speak for a thousand people. Then you speak for ten thousand people, hundred thousand." So the point is, it's, it just starts with one. Give that one person the experience of a lifetime, and they will never forget. Wow, wow, that's an amazing way nah. to advertise. Wow, that's wow. An amazing. You move up, man. You start small, and eventually you'll be big. Now, yeah. I've, everything has been shaking right now. The whole virus is shaking lots of industries. How, how do you feel your sector, especially, is gonna survive through something like this? Because many sectors are they're like folding up right now. Uh, we're doing great, man. <laughs> we're doing great. <laughs> For those of us who have um, always been online, um, this is 
Yes. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. My life has gotten even busier, so to speak. So even though I have an office, a lot of my business is on coach people. I have online courses. I've got podcasts, webinars, teleseminars. I've got it all. You know, so every day I'm getting paid one way or the other. So this industry, it's only been disrupted for the people who have not seen where this was going. So you know, you guys are pretty young. So I mean, all you guys have always known Facebook Live and Instagram, but you know, like ten, ten, twelve years ago, there was no Instagram. Instagram, there was no Facebook. So、um, now everyone, everyone is on Zoom. So we're hosting this podcast on recording on Zoom, right? But like ten years ago, or eight years ago, no, ten years ago, I sat down and I said to myself, how do I make sure that from Nigeria I can reach the world?、Um, I don't think that. A lot of people will come to Nigeria, so how do I go to them without having to travel? And so that question—remember, I talked to you about questions before. If you ask the right questions, you get the right answers. And so that question led me on a quest to figure out how do I increase my reach. So I started investing in tech. So I started investing in you know webinar platforms. I use Webinar Jam. I pay for that when they were first launching. Um, and I got the application for life. So Webinar Jam now is like six, seven hundred dollars a year. I when I paid for it, I got an offer and I paid three hundred dollars for life. So I still use that.、Um, I use Kajabi. Kajabi is a online course platform. Yada yada yada. And when I first came on Kajabi, I came on as a founder, and I pay a thousand dollars a year for Kajabi. Other people now can pay as much as four thousand dollars a year. So my point is. The quest, the question of how do I reach, you know, millions of people around the world without having to be there, caused me to start asking questions. And when I started finding answers, I started investing in tech. So,、um, yeah. So I haven't been disrupted. I think just a lot of people who haven't taken advantage of the online space and figuring out how it works、um, are not having a pretty good time about it. But I'm doing great. Wow! 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 That's amazing. So right now, before before we are closing, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Now, are there some questions you want to ask me that I didn't ask you? Yeah. So I mean, you're young. Why are you doing this, man? <laughs> well, it, it, it all started when I was like seven, seven, eight, nine. I was always that person in elementary school, um, um, secondary school. I you just feed people with knowledge, and it just came through for me. Any knowledge I have, I just love pointing out people and informing them. So that way, then my friend Josh started speaking a year ago. He got the temptation. So I was like, this、um, Instagram, um, Instagram, the the internet is a broader way to spread your message, impact people, and feed ignorance people with knowledge. So me and my, him and him we started, and we have been impacting people over the last um a year and, and two months right now. I started two months ago. We started a year ago. So that's basically how we all started. It's pretty amazing because you guys are really grounded. And, you know, it's 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 really great. So I mean, learn. You know, just keep learning. Keep keep your head low,、um, and and always be hungry. You know, you know, like the Rock says, you've always got to be the hardest working person in the room. You've always got to be hungry. So no matter how far you think you guys have gone, this is just the beginning, man. So way to go! Really proud of what you guys are doing. Since we're coming to the end, to the close of the podcast, what is one last piece of advice you give to all our listeners?、Um, I'd say it doesn't have to be perfect; just has to be done. 
You know, a lot of people are waiting for perfection or trying to tweak it, cross our, you know, dot our I's, cross our T's, make sure we got all our ducks in a row. Um, but if you if you're waiting for, you know, the Bible says that if you're waiting to for perfect conditions, you'll never get it done. So I'm a big believer that you know, done is better than perfect. When you do it, perfect it. When you tweak it, you perfect it. But you've got to give God something to work with. You've got to do something. And in doing something, you can then become perfect. So this will never be the best podcast recording you've ever done. It may probably won't be one of the worst. But guess what? You did it. And now you know what to do better. How can we tweak it? How can we adjust it? How do we do it? So done is better than perfect. So it doesn't have to be perfect, but it just has to be done. What do you what do you have to say to someone that tries to use perfectionism as an excuse for something like their procrastination? What do you say to that person? Great question. I always say that your quest for perf- your quest for perfection is procrastination in disguise. Right. So your quest for perfection is procrastination in disguise. So the reason people are stuck on perfect is because they're afraid of feedback. They're afraid that people ain't gonna like you. They're afraid that people will judge them. They're afraid of whatever it is. So your quest for perfection in reality is just perfection in disguise. Which is why I just said, you know what, man, done is better than perfect. It don't have to be perfect. It just has to be done. Once it's done, you can tweak it later. You can learn, and that's what it's about. Wow, 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 that's amazing. That's amazing. So, so, me, okay, Timmy, do you have a question? No. Okay, so me, we have a signature question we ask everyone coming in the podcast. If, if you were the one interviewing me, what question did I not ask you that you'd have asked yourself? And could you help us answer, answer that question? Hmm, what question should I have asked you? Let's see. It's mm. a hard question. Let's see. Who who are your role models in this in this industry? Let's use this industry first. Who so your role models? My role models. Tell you go first. You go first. Okay. I better be I, on that list, guys. I better be on that list. Yeah, always on the list. Me, I see my role models as someone... First of all, my definition of role models is different. A role model to me is someone who I know that this person is impacting me and I'm from the person positively. I have I have different of them. So the people I have, I have Ubon King, you, the Black Mentor, Anthony Robinson, Les Brown, and Gordon Ramsay. Those six men. Those six like men. Her. Gordon Ramsay's pretty. Cool. I, I wow. also want to, to me, my <laughs> To me, my the people I look up to I, is you, of course, Ubon King, Ubon King, Olakunleshun Yes, and I've met Jimmy Tewe before, and also I, I admire Les Brown so much. Just those awesome. five people I love them so much. You got a you got a great list. You got a great list. You got a great list. That's amazing. So, so what comes to the podcast, where are some places where people want to be mentored? We want you to mentor them. Where could they reach you? What are, what are, what are some of your social media links so that people could reach you there and send you DMs and ask you questions? Uh, well, hey, Instagram at I am Steve Harris. Um, my website, I am Steve Harris.com. 
Uh, Twitter, I'm not, I'm not much for Twitter. Facebook, I'm not much for Facebook. So generally, it's either on my website, IamSteveHarris.com, or on Instagram at IamSteveHarris, and I'll holler back at you. I'm really busy. As you know, you guys know, you guys kept talking to me. I'm incredibly busy. Uh, yeah. We have to make it work. We have to, yeah. we have to make because we truly uh, want to learn from you. We truly need to learn from you. So, you guys, you've heard it all from the number one ruthless and business academic coach. I really appreciate you coming on once again. And you guys remember to check him out and stay blessed. <laughs>